Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money of M89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang with you. It's time now for the bigger picture. Ryan, of course, we're looking at US markets. We're looking at language. We're looking at that uh, choppy session with uh, losses as well. Yeah. So I am describing it as a bit of a head fake from Fetcher Jerome Powell because he said some things initially that got markets excited because he thought about how policies had a lag effect. And then he started to pour water on a party by saying he might hike rates even more than previously expected. So that really weighed on markets and we saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average down 1.6%. The S&P 500 lost 2.5% and the Nasdaq Composite gave up 3.4%. The biggest loser reflecting how middle cap technology names bore the brunt of the selling. Names like Apple and Tesla tumbled more than 3.5%. Let's unpack what happened with Todd Jablonski. He is the CIO for Asset Allocation at Principal Asset Management. Morning, Todd. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much for having me on this program. Great having you on, Todd. Let's talk about the FOMC meeting. Investors were looking for signs that we might see some dialing back from the December meeting onwards. Did you get a strong sense of that? You know, our research indicates that the Fed is likely to continue a path towards tightening until it is able to arrest the excess demand that is really fueling the U.S. inflation picture. Our sense is that investors expected 75 this week. They're looking for maybe 50 in December. And then there was a growing consensus maybe of optimism that investors felt that maybe by January next year, we'd only have 25 bits more to go. Chairman Powell, I think, was just being pragmatic in terms of indicating that uh, optimism alone isn't enough. They do have to see the data that suggests they can rein in that inflationary force back to about, call it two and a half, two percent, that could mean additional rate increases. And I think it's more of a realistic approach that investors should adopt going forward in 23. And Todd, based on what is said overnight, did anything change your mind on how hawkish the Fed might be going forward? Well, I, I think investors should likely continue to watch the data come in and at the same time, not be surprised if into 2023, we do see an additional string of 25 basis point increases going past the 1Q date that many investors ex- began to expect a pause. Mm. A pause is certainly possible at that point in time, but we'd have to see a significant slowing in the data and Fed tightening works on a delay. But I think investors should be prepared in their portfolios for a reality that the U.S. Federal Reserve will have to continue to tighten past investor expectations through mid-next year. Right, Todd. Uh, Jerome Powell says it's still premature to talk about pause. The FOMC has more work to do. So where does this leave the U.S. dollar? It's already up about 18% on the dollar index. And in reaction to the FOMC meeting, it's up 0.7%. How high do you see the dollar going from here? I believe the dollar can continue to gain strength against a basket of global currencies so long as the Federal Reserve is out front globally in terms of its pace of tightening. There is that direct relationship that says as the U.S. begins to tighten more quickly than uh, other currencies around the globe, you do achieve a higher interest rate return than in the U.S., and that sort of forces an automatic strengthening of the U.S. dollar and the global currency markets. I believe that you could see that U.S. dollar continue to gain strength until we achieve peak U.S. policy rates. Now, as I've mentioned earlier, many investors thought that could happen in 1Q23. 
It could also happen in 2Q or 3Q23 if that's how long it takes the Fed to achieve those peak policy rates. I think the strength of the dollar and the path of the Fed are inextricably linked. All right, so we've got a stronger dollar potentially and higher rates. Where do you see this leaving the global economy? How hard would a landing be potentially when you talk about all the potential risks of recession down the road as well as the headwinds for emerging markets especially? Well, certainly there is a relationship between a strong U.S. dollar and often market headwinds for emerging markets. You know, I think investors should really take stock of the economic and market landscape today. And despite what we've seen on the past 10 years, let's say, leading up to year-end 2021, when investors, I think, had a relatively easy time achieving above-average returns with below-average risks, I think that today's environment certainly warrants a decrease in risk appetite for investors. Mm. Inflation's been really the headline, I think, that has stolen the global show in 2022. That surprise inflation, I think, is truly the headline for this year. And the question becomes now, can global central bankers, again, arrest the excess demand in a way that avoids the hard landing? That's going to be an increasingly difficult exercise to complete as uh, the Fed and other central banks are trying to execute a splashless dive from an increasingly higher platform. Right, well, with Todd Jablonski. He is the CIO for Asset Allocation at Principal Asset Management. Now, Todd, switching tracks to China, where monetary policy settings are pretty much going the opposite direction. And here you've got Chinese investors writing the recent rumor about a potential reopening in March. What's your reading of the value in jumping into Chinese markets these days? Well, the Chinese market continues to pose opportunities and challenges towards investors. You know, most notably, I do believe the Chinese market faces a potential list of macro headwinds that are really worth discussing. Uh, Notably, it's been the approach to COVID that I think has impacted consumer sentiment and consumer spending. And while there is some optimism, we could see a change in policy and an approach to COVID through China in the first quarter next year. I don't believe that most investors are expecting that or baking it into their forecasts and expectations. And I'm very much in a show me mode. I'd like to see or see it shown to me that we're going to see a reopening before I jump ahead in line and begin to think that it's part of the of the base forecast. I think to improve that consumer sentiment, to improve that consumer spending, the real linchpin is going to have to be around housing. And we have seen a PBOC take steps to actively support the housing market. But I think affirming in that sector and a strengthening of consumer conditions is really the keys to getting stability and some clarity in the path forward on Chinese policy. All right, Todd, just to wrap things up, let's get a take on how to position for the coming year. What's your advice to investors right now? Where should they be looking and also reducing exposure from? In our multi-asset portfolios across principle, we have reduced our risk appetite, and that may be appropriate for a variety of investors, even as we're down in the markets this year. A reduced risk appetite means perhaps going tactically underweight equities, perhaps tactically underweight fixed income. And we've seen lots of opportunities and alternatives, whether it be in commodities, whether it be in infrastructure, non-equity, non-fixed income markets do offer a lot of appeal for investors, and that's where we find opportunity. I'd additionally counsel investors to consider increasing their liquidity, having a bit of excess cash around in their portfolios and asset classes that are easily bought and sold. Those kind of liquidity, I think, will be of value to investors as the market digests new information, often in surprising ways, 
And when you have liquidity, the ability to move quickly into a new investment that could potentially offer investors a leg up if they are ready and prepared for when value shakes free. All right, some great advice there. We've been sharing with Todd Jablonski. He is the Chief Investment Officer for Asset Allocation for Principal Asset Management. Todd, thanks for your time and have a great day ahead. Great speaking with you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.